Good morning, church. Uh, it's so good to be with you guys again, man. We are missing you. This internet thing, it's not its not working for me. I like to be in close proximity with you guys and see you and look you in your eyes and talk with you and also have a cup of a coffee with you guys. So, um, but you know what? This is what we have now, so we have to make the, the best of what we have. And I'm really excited to share this word with you guys this morning. Um, the Lord put this on my heart now for a while. And and you know what? It's a, it's going to be a little bit of a hard word. But sometimes, you know, I can know for myself, sometimes that's what we need just to get our focus back again on Jesus. So before we start, let's just pray. <clears throat> so we thank you, Lord, for this awesome day, Lord God. We thank you that you are our God. We thank you that we are your children. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the one who is in control. And again, Lord God, I pray that the word today, Lord, will come and find root and good soil in our hearts, Lord, Lord God. And I pray that we will make it our own and that we will act on the word that you put in our hearts. We thank you for your love, Jesus. We thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So this morning, I'm going to talk about deception and discernment. Deception and discernment. You know, you guys, we, we live in a day and an age where, where everything that we believe, you know, all our fun foundations around us are being shaken all the time you know and everything now that, that that we know you know it sort of becomes part of the unknown because it's continually being shaken shaken sh sh shaken you know that's things like like our health that's things like our jobs you know our income our physical lives you know and there's so much more you know, and we we get so much info every day from the media. Just we are just getting bombarded with so much info, and how much of that are truth, and how much of that are actually deception. You know, it's hard for us to to take all the info that we get from everywhere. You know, and then we have to sift through it and pull from it what we think is the truth and then try to hold on to that a little bit. But it, it's nearly impossible to do that. <clears throat> in, 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 you know, it's really hard. And like I put here on my notes, you know, is deception is so rampant, even so rampant, even between believers, you know, we are so deceived sometimes because we put our focus on the wrong things and then we miss what God truly wants to speak with us. A deception is not a, a topic to be taken lightly. You know, or just sort of talk about a little bit and then it's all gone. Jesus warns us a lot in his word to be aware of deception. Deception not just of the enemy, which is interesting, but also within our church, you know, the church that we live in, because there's so many unbelievers as well that they start to 
to respond to everything that they hear around them, the, the media and everything, and they start to forget about the truths of God's word. Okay. So believers also then start to fall away from the truth because they say they begin to, 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 to follow those valid opinions, you know, of the experts on social media rather than the truth that we find in the Word of God. As, as um, pastors, you know, we, we see more and more how deception is beginning to take root in people's lives. And we see how that deception begins to unravel what is within them. You know, it's beginning to test their faith. It's beginning to test who and what they believe in. So my prayer today is, with, with this sermon, that your eyes and ears will be opened so that we will know what is truth, we will know what is a deceit, and that we will know how to stand firm in our faith in God. <clears throat> and that we will also, also ev ev evaluate everything that we hear everywhere and test it against God's word. And lastly, I hope that through this, um, this, this series I'm going to preach, you guys will be equipped to stand firm in your faith. Standing firm in your faith in God. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles with you, let's turn and um, I'm going to read for us from Colossians 2, verse 6 to 10. Colossians 2, verse 6 to 10. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to start from, uh, I'm going to read for you guys out of the ESV version. A little bit of a tongue twister there. <clears throat> so, Colossians 2, verse 6 to 10. So, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him i love that i love that so we received him so we must walk in him <clears throat> rooted and built up in him and established in the faith established it means we are grounded in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving see to it this is the cool part. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. And we're just going to read that one again because I love it. It's so applicable to us today. See to it at See to it that no one takes you captive by the philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition. And how is it influenced? According to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Again, that means that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but by deceitful spirits from the enemy. And verse 9, For in Him, it's Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head 
of all rule and all authority. I just love this, this verse. You know, when we find ourselves in a, a, a time that we can see that so many of us is being thrown around from this side to that side, you know, to and throw, and it, it all de depends on what we hear and what we think is the truth and this one's opinion and that, that one's opinion and we change every day and, and in the end we don't know what is truth anymore, we just go this way and that way. So it's, we get easily swayed by other people's opinions and it's, it's actually a scary thing, you know, because as you guys know, we don't see that much steadfastness anymore. And and the the thing that hurts a lot for us as well as the the, 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 the pastors is that even within a believers within the Christian com community, you can see that there is not everywhere that that rampant steadfastness that that we would love to see. You know, people are easily misled by the persuasiveness of this world. And what's the result? The, the res result is that, that feeling-based faith. So whatever now, they hear something, and if it makes them feel good, if it sounds right, then that's the truth. And now that's what we're going to um, hook ourselves onto. That's what we're going to believe because of that. Because it feels good. It makes us feel, yep, that sounds about right. And we for forget to take that and compare it to the truth that is in scripture that is in god's word <clears throat> his truth is actually unchanging unchanging truth yep and you may ask hey but you but how did we get there how are people so easily swayed from the truth well the answer is simple the answer is simple. It's because people stopped pursuing the knowledge of God, but also intimacy with Him. It's, it's become an extra thing to do or a non-necessity, you know. There's other things to pursue rather than pursuing God and who He is and that intimate relationship with Him. That's how we got there. You know, the truths that we now get into in Scripture. It's, if you guys watch the news and you watch social media, the truths that we now see in Scripture is now seen as as, as counter-cultural. It's um, seen as hate speech. It's, it's seen as repulsive. You know, it's, it's seen in a negative light. And the world now begins to reject the the authority that God put on earth, you know, that structure. And they, they, they reject that now and they choose faith based on their feelings. Does that sound right, guys? You know, are we so easily influenced by the media so that when we feel good, we see it as truth? There's something that God wants to speak to us today. And I hope you guys hear my heart. Hope you guys hear my heart in this. 
if you guys can turn to, to Colossians 2, Colossians 2, verse 2 and verse 4. Colossians 2, verse 2 to 4. And I'm going to read again from the ESV. And it says in verse 2, that their hearts may be encouraged, lifting up, being knit together in love. So it's a believers come to, to, together and they look after each other, being knit together in love. To reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. And verse 3, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So within Christ is all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And verse 4, and I underlined this in my notes. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. That no one may delude you, that no one may convince you of their little opinions and things. So if you stay in Christ, and you stay with a believers that has an intimate relationship with Him, you, you sharpen each other, you help each other, you encourage each other, you protect each other against the seed, so that none will fall, okay? So, so that no one are influenced by people with this persuasive argument. And Paul, when he wrote this letter to the Colossians, he knew that there will be deceivers amongst them. He knew that the church need to stand firm in their faith if they want to stand up against deceit and deception in church. He knew that there will be deceivers with persuasive arguments, enticing people to follow their opinions. It even leads Christians to stumble. Now Paul wrote that way back in the day, but does that, does that not sound familiar to you guys now? He knew that there will be deceivers with persuasive arguments, enticing people to follow their opinions. Do we see that now in the media, on the news? And I think that's a firm warning for us today, guys. You know that what we need to do as, as believers, as followers of Christ, is the following that we must know what we believe and why we believe it. So we know what we believe. There's only one way to know what we believe is we actually study scriptures. And we know why we believe it. Because the world will come and test our beliefs. In, in Colossians 2 verse 8, where it says that, that um, if we just look at that verse again, so that no one takes you captive by the philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition. So that no matter what 
people say or what the media say that you aren't just swayed by their opinions but that you that you are know what the truth is and the other warning as well for us nowadays as believers is to stand firm in truth that we must know the truth and who is the truth that's right yes the truth is jesus so know the truth and the truth shall set you free so if we know jesus if we, we know the word we know jesus and he shall set us free he came to release the captives and it's it's one thing for us you know as the um the the, the pastors in the church to teach these things but it has so much more impact if you as a believer come and you take the word and you make it your own yourself as well because we can say as much and we can teach us as much as you want but if you don't take the word and you and if you don't make the truth that's in scriptures yours then it means absolutely nothing Then the other thing is <clears throat> about his word, his, his scriptures, is that we have to love it, love the Bible, love what's in it. Then we have to honor it because it says in scripture what we need to do, what we need not to do. So we do what it says, so we, we honor it and also we obey it. Amen. Amen. So we'll, we'll see as well, you know, the more and more you get into scriptures, you'll see that God actually wants us to be strong in our faith because He knows that deceit and deception, all those things will come and it will only intensify. And He wants us to stay strong and stand firm against it. Amen. Amen. So um, let's, talk, let's talk about where we are today. Let's talk about where we are today. Let's talk about where we are now. You know, we are in a, a, a season where everyone speaks about COVID and vaccinations and Invermectin and, and whatnot. You know, it seems like every second person we talk to, every second thing on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube is about someone with an opinion. Everyone seems to be opinionated. You know, and the sad fact is, and I, I think I've said this to you guys before, is the scary thing, it's sad and it's a, a scary thing, is it seems that the stronger someone's opinion is, the easier we follow like sheep and make that opinion a truth. So the stronger someone's opinion is, we just make it a truth. Do you think that's the right thing to do? You know, so many Christians, you know, we, we jump on that same bandwagon, wanting to have an opinion, wanting to have voice, wanting to get ourselves out there. You know, you get this one group of people that they say, okay, if you don't get vaccinated, you are part of that pro-COVID cabal thing, you know, you set yourself out there to to be a breeding ground for new variants or whatever. So that's the one side. And then, the, and then on the other side, you get the, 
the the, the people that anti vaccinations and stuff and, and they now say okay if you get vaccinated so you don't believe in god so you don't believe he can heal you you know so it's like everyone each side of this thing has got an opinion and they they sort of working against each other and that's what, what i want to talk about today as well is let's let's compare all those different opinions to scriptures and what god says in his word and to do that i'm going to first let you guys turn to 2 corinthians 5 2 Corinthians 5, and I'm going to read from verse 17 to verse 20, the first part. So 2 Corinthians 5, <clears throat> verse 17 to 20. Okay, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new things have come. And verse 18. All this is from God. Who did what? Who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the what? Well, it says, and gave us what? The ministry of reconciliation reconciliation that's the important thing to keep in mind verse 19 that is in christ god was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them not being judgmental and everything because everyone had a different opinion so not counting their tre trespasses against them and what and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Did you get that? <laughs> so, first, God reconciled himself with us, with Christ, and then he gave us. The ministry of reconciliation. And he entrusted us with this message of reconciliation. And then he says in verse 20. So we've got all these tools, knowledge, this calling. If you don't know what your, your calling is, this forms part of it. So we've got everything. And now he says, therefore... We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. So that whole reconciliation thing and ambassador. When you put it to, to, together. It means that he wants us to bring that to the world. To bring that out. Reconciliation. <coughs> now. When you have an opinion. So when you have, when you talk, when you when you post something on social media, when you talk to, to someone in the shops or wherever around a bride, is what is coming is what is coming out of your mouth representing Christ. 
Are you being an ambassador for Christ? Are you bringing the message of reconciliation? Or are you bringing your own opinion? That is what this, this means. Now, scripture says that everything that we say and do and hear, we must test everything according to the fruits. If the fruit of the Holy Spirit does not form part of that, it's not of God. It's from the enemy. It's from the devil. So we have to be very careful what we do, what we say, and how we say and do it. You know, because what is the spirit behind it? Jesus and reconciliation or I want a voice, I've got an opinion, no matter what, listen to me. Okay. So, let me just read this again. Is what is coming out of your mouth a representation of Christ? Scripture says we must test everything according to its fruits. If the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not present, it is directly from the devil and not from God. <clears throat> Does your comments, your posts, your opinions, you know, you know that, that forwarded message that you got from someone on WhatsApp that you sent to someone else um, to prove a point, you send it to sort of hmm, push them a little direction to, towards your opinion. Does that forwarded WhatsApp message, you know, from all the, the legit specialists, does that bring reconciliation? Yes or no? Does that bring reconciliation? Um, I think the answer is no. It brings division. So that's, that's Im immediately, it's against the word of God. If we look at the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. Number one, with your opinion, with, with what you say on social media, with what you post, with, with your normal everyday talks, you know, is there love? No. Okay, so that one is not ticked. The box is not ticked. Is there joy? I think there's more frustration than joy, so no. Is there peace? Um, these things cause people um, to have arguments, so there's no peace. Is there forbearance? I think it means, is there tolerance? No, that's something we rarely see on social media. So, no boxes ticked yet. Is there kindness? No, because you say this with so much, people put this on, on the internet with so much um, enthusiasm and passion that they sometimes forget to be, be, be kind. Or even if you put it on with a good heart and someone else, they respond with an unkind heart. So again, the fruit's not there. Does it show a goodness? No. Does it show faithfulness? No. Because why? 
every time someone puts on something that sounds true and legit, the people sway their opinion. So now it's now again that truth and this truth. So is it gentle? No. Does it show self-control? No. So everything of these these opinions and things, there's no fruit of the Spirit showing there. So why do we keep on doing it, guys? So we are being deceived and we don't see it because our own opinions blind us. So we have to be very careful with that. Again, it says, if you guys remember um, in Colossians 2 verse 8, where it says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. Everyone has their own opinion. How does your opinion measure up to that? You know, even the experts are so divided on this subject. I can know it's not a it's not something to talk from the, the, the church the, the platform, but I, I feel it needs to be addressed. There's so much. There's yeah, like I said, there's there's even experts are so div, 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 divided on this subject, you know. And they keep on, many of them, not all of them, but many of them keep on with that deception because they have to look after their own egos and you know the puppets and we take their opinions as truth no matter which way there is there's someone on either side but again it's not everyone there are good Christian people out there that stands up for the truth and what is right And there's something that I've mentioned a few weeks ago in church, but with so much division, especially between Christians, you know, now we should know, at, oh no, let me put it this way, because there's so much division between Christians, we can't but wonder why this sickness does not bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Like we pray and nothing happened. But how can God hear our prayers if this is how we react in the world? If we are not his ambassadors, if we don't live out that ministry of reconciliation, you know, how how can this thing work? How can we get this away, this COVID thing imaging? I don't want to give him any credits, you know. A division is not the will of Christ. So if it's not his will, why do we keep on doing it? <clears throat> but let me let me tell you a little bit more. So I hope you guys are still with me. Um, it's it's a I know it's a bit of a, a straightforward a message, a harder one, but. Um, Bear with me, you know. I think sometimes this is this is necessary to address in church. But 
from from yeah let me tell you the truth that is upon us now as we are here in 2021 in july so we are so consumed by this you know this lockdown and staying at home and um to vaccinate or not vaccinate or whatever else you know that we as christians as believers in christ we forgot about the initial 30-day lockdown to calm things down that are now suddenly not 30 days anymore it's now one and a half years is on with no end in sight now as christians we are not even allowed to gather anymore in church and you know we we accept that you know because because we want to stay safe we want to respect the government um like it says in in bible in romans 13 so we have to honor them <clears throat> and and you know what that's that's all good but let me ask you one thing with within this last year year and a half um when we had the lockdowns when we were not allowed to to come as a church together did you go out to friends did you go out to birthday parties did you go out to have i know to weddings did you did you go on with your with your sports and your hobbies did you as normal go to the shops between hundreds and hundreds of people uh, many of them affected infected like so did you keep on with that the thing is there's there's so many of us that we say let's not go to church because there's a risk there's a health risk but we keep on doing these other things all the time so we have to come and we have to ask ourselves that honest question you know we have to look ourselves in the mirror and we have to to, to realize we have been deceived and we have started to backslide because we we accept not coming to, to together in church although it's a, a biblical command in hebrews 10 The sad thing is of and this deception is we don't know we we are being deceived otherwise it's not deception but now that we know we always say what are you going to do about it you need, we see how how people keep on um you know they 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 do all these things to keep up their personal lifestyles and habits and things but at the expense of coming together as believers, as it is commanded in God's word in Hebrews 10. And I think that's the real deception that's happening with us today. These, these lockdown and restrictions, I think it's a very subtle way that the world is moving to use COVID and the 
and, and everything surrounding it to 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 start this persecution of the church that is written in scriptures that will happen in end times scripture says in hebrews 10 again that we should get together as believers a government says no <laughs> so I urge you to choose today whom you will obey. Amen. Amen. So, so again, guys, we have to choose who we will obey. Will we obey? Will we obey deception, or will we obey God's truth? And I don't say this because I go against our government, but trust me, they are put there for a reason. They are put there by, by God. So for me not to be deceived, I should also pray for them to, to, um, to see the light, to see the truth, and to have an, an encounter with God so that they could also change their ways and lead the country according to the ways of God and not to the deception that they again receive from wherever else in the world. So yes, choose today who you will obey. So in conclusion, you know, I'll always say, and I've, I've talked this week to a few of my friends, and as, and yes, and we talked about that as believers, we shouldn't sit back and just watch these things happen. We should be aware of what's happening around us. We should read the signs and the times and understand what God is trying to tell us. Because now it seems like, in a sense, we we like a, a frog that you that you slow a, a, a boil in a pot. You know, you, you you put him in, and he's just ooh nice nice water, but he doesn't feel that you just Turn the heat up a little bit, and then a little bit more, and it's just getting more comfortable. And ah, oh, it's just fun in the water. And in the end, the water was so warm and and everything. But by then, he can't move. He's so relaxed. He's just in it, and boom, he gets cooked and eaten. Let's not be like a frog. <laughs> Let's be aware of what's happening around us. We must study his truth and his word to know and to be able to sense these things and to, to pick up among these things and we have to learn through studying his word and also on how to to guard our hearts during these times because it's going to get worse it's not necessarily going to get any better so we learn how to protect our own hearts but also those of other believers around us so because together we are stronger and we can stand firm in the truth of God's word. One more thing is that I believe that there's so many, there's so much happening in our country now and, and the state of our country and the state of, of um, families right now are because where is God? We don't allow God anymore in our country, in our 
you know, the families. And that's why things are the way they are. So we need to get to a, a, a point, and it starts with us individually, and it starts with us and our the families to bring God back and not push Him away. If He's not there, we will get, um, we will be deceived. So we need to get Him back into our houses, back into our lives, back into our countries. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Like everyone does. And um, one more thing is, is if you feel today, you know, that your world is a bit upside down, your world is shaken, your world is shaken. What does that mean from all of this? It means that you've been holding on to the wrong things. You've been holding on to some things that's deceitful, that it looks strong, it looks stable, but it's not. Like we need to learn every day to choose to hold on to the only steadfastness, and that is God. We need to all hold on to God, you know. When we hold on to Him, our worlds cannot be shaken. It can't. Because why? God is a steadfast God. If we hold on to Him, we'll stand firm, we will not be shaken, and we will overcome. Amen. I mean, so that is in short my message for you guys this morning. And um, I truly hope that it, it stirred something within you um, to be a little bit more aware of what's happening around us, to have a, a different a perspective on everything that we see and hear around us. And um, before we, we close in prayer, also... I've, I feel that these last few weeks as well that the Lord um, wants me to to speak more about this deception and a discernment. So we will speak in the future also more about how to discern God's voice more, you know, um, and and what is the things that stops us from hearing His voice clearly, because where we need to get is we need to get to a point where we hear his voice so clear you know that everything else around us that we see and hear in social media or whatever else should be just a buzz unfamiliar but what should be familiar to us is the voice of God that's something every one of us needs amen amen so uh, let's pray let's pray Thank you, Jesus, Lord God. We thank you for your love, Lord God. We thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you that you are a steadfast God. That, that Lord God, that when we hold on to you, we can stand firm, Lord God. That we will not be shaken because you are steadfast. You are our rock. If we build our house on you, that is the rock, we cannot be sh shaken, Lord God. So, yes, Lord, as we... Listen to your word, Lord God, and begin to seek more of you. I pray, Lord, that you will bring us to a place of standing firm against deception. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will convict our hearts even more than before, Lord God. I pray that you will make us sensitive 
to hear your voice in all circumstances around us. I always pray, Lord God, and you know my heart and the heart of our church, that you will open up our spiritual senses to be so sensitive to see you, to hear you, to experience you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will reveal any blind spots or any soft spots in me, Lord God, that um, that I, uh, I used to allow the, the enemy of the world to influence me. So I pray, Lord God, to reveal those things in my life so, so that it can be removed. Thank you for that, Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you will forgive us. Forgive us for causing this unity, Lord God, with our opinions and, and things that we say and do. I ask forgiveness for that, Lord God. I repent for that, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, Lord, that we will weigh everything that we do, everything that we say, that we will weigh it against your word, Lord God. And I pray that, that we will live out that spirit of reconciliation. I pray, Lord God, that the fruits of the spirit will be evident in what we say and do in these times, Lord God, because the world are looking at us. The world are hungry for something and they don't know what, Lord God. And the way that we are sometimes in so sometimes acting now, Lord, it's not something that, that can feed them with truth. So I pray, Lord God, that whatever we do, that the world will look at us. And when they look at us, they see you. So thank you for that, God. Thank you for that, Jesus. And Lord God, I pray that you will lead us back to where, uh, to you, where we have gone astray because we we have made mistakes in these last few months in this lockdown with things that we say and do with our opinions we we did make mistakes lord god and i pray lord lead us back where we went astray bring us back into relationship with you and i thank you lord again that you hold us in your hand and i thank you lord god that you are in control no matter how this world looks like. We thank you for your love, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, church. Um, it was a good morning with you guys. And um, we are truly excited to one day meet with you guys again soon. Have a good week and uh, we'll speak again. Bye-bye.